the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, August 9th, currently 5.06 on the East Coast, here to break down the Wednesday schedule in Major League Baseball. And joining me to help break it all down, my main man on the East Coast, he's the captain of the Mets train right now. It's Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how you feeling, buddy? Oh, it feels good. It feels good to be in first place. Uh, seven games up. It feels good. I feel I haven't talked to you guys in a while, but good to be back. Uh, how's your summer going? It's going good, man. It, it's it's you know right now we're kind of in that uh, calm before the storm. Yeah. Uh, where you know July was kind of a slow month. We were grounding out baseball in August. You know now now the NFL content train is starting for a lot of the other pods, sure. and and it's busy times right now for SGPN. I know. Kramer right now is doing the 24-hour draft day. So if you haven't tuned in yet, uh, make sure to get over there and check out Kramer before this pod gets out. He'll be there till about 2 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday doing 24 hours of drafting on uh, Underdog Fantasy there, Best Ball, and Andrew Andrew Robb is there as well with him. So they're going to have guests throughout the day, uh, throughout the night. Uh, just make sure to tune in. And also, um, more importantly, uh, um, we're raising money for fellow Dejan Darrow who was a, um, in a motorcycle accident oh, wow. to help with some of the medical expense uh, bills. I know it, it adds up um, with those medical expenses. So definitely if you can just go to sg.pn slash donate, help a fellow Dejan out, maybe play a little less uh, of a parlay tonight. And, and, you know, every little bit helps. I know I made a donation. A lot of the other fellow Dejans are part of the SGPN community have donated. So every little bit helps, but um What's going on with you, Dylan? How's the, how's the summer going? How's the betting been going over this past couple of weeks here? Yeah, betting has been good. Uh, just got back from a little mini vacation down at the beach. Reset, just like you said, calm before the storm, getting ready for college football. Week zero is about two weeks away. And you got NFL. We got preseason coming up. So calm before the storm, like you said. But last 30 days for me in baseball, pretty good. I'm 198. I'm up two units. So had some in and out game uh in and out days but last few days i've been really hot last yesterday one and four but we hit on the dog of the day overall as for the brand we did really good six and two so yeah just trying to look, build off the momentum yeah yesterday was a good day for us uh overall six and two for the pod um i think the only losses was the a's who just didn't want to even want to score a run last night and yeah. then uh, Malcolm with with this idiot pick on the uh, Nationals yesterday. I just don't know what he's you thinking him. sometimes. You warned him. I war- I did. I you know. I try to help him out. I try to be a good co-host. I try to be a good friend, but he just doesn't want to take my advice. So I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to tell him uh, anymore. But he he thinks he is the the goat of baseball betting. But Dylan, you're right, man. July was like a weird month, man. I it was it was by far one of. I guess I could say one of the tougher months I've had betting baseball, and it was just really weird. I, I don't know if I was just wasn't reading the board right, but um, August is off to a pretty good start. Yesterday, I stacked uh, the Baltimore Orioles in every which way I could. I took them first five money line, first five run line, first five team total over, 
full game run line, full game money line, and full game team total over. So they did real well yesterday for me and, and got the week started off great. So uh, And they've been one of the more profitable teams, uh, not only over the past month, but throughout this season, uh, where they just kind of turn around and they're riding that hunt for uh, a, a AL wildcard position, Dylan. Yeah, so I, I saw that you um, you said tail cautionly on on your tweet around. <laughs> I it. did, and I did. it looked like you had a rough weekend. I, I don't know. We just, I, for me at least, sometimes I trust my numbers a little too much, and mm-hmm. that and that gets me into trouble sometimes. Instead of going with my gut, if the line is bad, the line is bad sometimes. Yeah. So you just got to go with your gut and stop getting. I, I feel like I get too analytical sometimes, and it messes me up. But. Yeah. Eight and one yesterday. That's a huge turnaround. You're probably up units now. So yeah. let's have a strong week. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just dive right into these games. Uh, another full schedule on the board uh, in MLB on Wednesday. We have some uh, afternoon games tomorrow as well. So, again, that'll yeah. help us through the day. Uh, and let's just kick it off with the first game on the board. It's going to be a 110 Eastern start between the Cincinnati Reds and the New York Mets. Uh, like I said, 110 Eastern start. TJ Zuch, if I'm saying that right, um, for the Cincinnati Reds. Taiwan Walker on the mound for the New York Mets. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I do not currently have lines for this game. Do you have anything in front of you there, uh, Dylan, or if you want to give out your projected lines for this game? Yeah, so for for the I do see lines. Mets are minus 320. Uh, Reds plus 260. Underdogs over under is at nine. Minus one and a half for the Mets, minus 146, plus one and a half is plus 122. Uh, boring play here for me, but I do like the Mets on the run line here. No surprise with this play. The Mets, they're red hot right now. They're winners of 13 of their last 15 games, and we've been doing it with our pitching. Since July 5th, the Mets starters are first in ERA, 221 ERA, second in whip, second in case per nine inning, and second in wins, and second, second in quality starts. So, Overall, I think it's people are underestimating Cookie Carrasco. Uh, Chris Bassey, you saw last night, go eight innings. So mm-hmm. we're doing it with all these guys. Taiwan Walker, I think he'll have a bounce-back start tomorrow. He got lit up last start. But yeah. TJ Zuch, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right either, but he's allowed two or more runs in four straight games. So I just think this is a bad spot. He's running into a hot Met team. I think we'll, we'll tack on a few runs. So I think the Mets win comfortably here. Mets minus one and a half. Yeah, it should be a bounce back spot for Taiwan Walker, like you mentioned, against the Braves. He got lit up in that first inning where I think he gave up, or he was responsible for eight earned runs, yeah. um, only lasted an inning. But a big, it should be a big bounce back spot for him. He was still undefeated at home prior to that Atlanta Braves start. Um, but yeah, I think this is a good spot for him. And again, like you mentioned, this offense is hot right now for the New York Mets. And again, I, I've been on this uh, play for past couple games for the new york mets that first five team uh, total has been cashing for yeah. me as well so um you know if if, the, if it's not broken don't try to fix it as we say so uh, i'm right there with you let's go with the mets run line minus one and a half they should take care of business against one of the uh worst teams in the uh national league right now all right let's get to the next game on the board uh the tampa bay rays are headed to milwaukee to take on the brewers a 210 east start jeffrey springs left-handed pitcher on the mound for the tampa bay rays brandon woodruff on the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm seeing the Brewers are a minus 155 favorite, uh, plus 135 on the money line for the Tampa Bay Rays. Over under set at seven and a half with juice towards the under at minus 120. Uh, run line minus one and a half, plus 140 for the Milwaukee Brewers, plus one and a half, minus 165 
for the Tampa Bay Rays. And I'll start here with Jeffrey Springs. Uh, he's been pretty good so far this season for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers on the season. Jeffrey Springs is, um, let's see, 4-3 and three with a 2.50 ERA, 83 strikeouts and 16 walks. Um, last five games, 1-1 one and one with a 3.55 ERA. He does give up some runs. He has given up at least two earned runs in uh, his last five starts, and he's um, typically around that five-inning mark for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. But on the road this season, 3-1 and one with a 2.68 ERA, um, 39 hits allowed and 43 and two-thirds innings pitched on the road. He's allowed 13 earned runs on the road as well in that span. Against the NL Central, he's had three appearances, two of which have been starts for Jeffrey Springs, 12 and two-thirds innings pitched, allowed three earned runs um, to the NL Central teams. Looking on the other side, Brandon Woodruff, he's having another fantastic year for the um, Milwaukee Brewers, nine and three with three point nine four, sorry three point four nine ERA. Last five starts, he's been stellar, two and zero with a two point six seven ERA. He's undefeated at home, five and zero with a two point zero nine eight ERA. I'm sorry, and uh, against the Tampa Bay Rays, he did face him earlier this year where he went five innings and only allowed one earned run to that team. And I want to see. I was leaning towards taking the Brewers in the first five innings here. Um, against the Tampa Bay Rays. I just want to see what happened in that game in the first five innings. Yet yeah, uh, Tampa was actually up one nothing in that game until the Brewers came back and put up four in the top of the six against the Tampa Bay Rays. I, I was leaning towards the Brewers' first five, but I think my more favorite play in this game is probably going to be the under seven and a half uh, between these two pitchers. Mm-hmm. I just can't trust both of these offenses right now. Um, and looking at the left-handed uh, numbers or uh, numbers for these offenses against left-handed pitching for the Milwaukee Brewers, they are number 12 over the last two weeks in WRC+. Plus. Um, but the Rays have kind of been lackluster offensively, and I just don't trust them to put up enough runs to beat this team. So I'm leaning under 7.5 uh, with these two pitchers and first five uh, first five money line with Brandon Woodruff uh, on the mound for the Brewers. Uh, Dylan, do you have any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I did think this was a tough game to handicap. I did make the Brewers a favorite, but like Malcolm said in our in our group chat, I, I think the Brewers are a little fraudulent. And sure. the, the Rays, they've been playing better as of late. Uh, they've won four of their last five. They've scored seven last night, and they had a stinker. They scored one, then five, six, three. So they, they've been playing some close games. Uh, I want to take the Rays, but on the road, they do worry me. They're 25 and 29 on the road. But like you said, Springs, he has pitched better in his last three starts on the road. You can't trust them. I can't trust the Brewers. They've lost four of their last five, and I I just can't get them. So I'm going to go Rays first five plus half. We don't have lines up, but I I think with Springs on the mound, I think he holds them up for the first five innings. So I'll go Rays first five plus a half. Fair enough. Um, All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be a a stinker, Washington Nationals. Uh, are in Chicago in the Windy City to take on the Cubs. 2.20 Eastern start. Josiah Gray on the mound for the Washington Nationals and Justin Steele, left-handed pitcher for the Chicago Cubs on the mound. Uh, no lines yet officially for this game. I do have money lines, though. Uh, minus 175 for the Chicago Cubs and plus 150 for the Washington Nationals with Josiah Gray. No totals just yet, just because, again, it's the whole win factor at Wrigley Field there. But I will let you uh, at least give a handicap for which side, if you do like one, on uh, this game, Dylan. 
Yeah, Malcolm's two favorite teams to bet on, the Cubs and the Nationals. <laughs> so uh, I know he'll be tuning in. I don't. I probably won't be. Uh, this is a game I probably won't really have action. Uh, I don't want parts of any team right now. I don't know how anyone could back the Nationals 2-8 and eight in their last 10, but every time JoJo Gray's on the mound, I always seem to find Malcolm is backing him. But uh, they've lost six in a row. The the Cubs, they did take the first game last night, and I feel like they should be the favorite. Minus 168 that I'm seeing, I don't know if that, I, I would make them that big of a favorite, but I just don't trust either team to score a whole lot of runs. So if if when the total comes out, we do have four-mile-an-hour winds blowing in from center field. So maybe if we get an eight, eight-and-a-half, I would go under that. So that's the only way I would really play this game. Yeah, Josiah Gray has been one of those pitchers this season which, who has been really good on the road uh, for the Washington Nationals and atrocious at home. But he's been really bad over his last five games, a 7.20 ERA. He gave it up against the Phillies um, in a ballpark where guys were just hitting bombs out of the uh, out of the field, uh, out of the stadium there. He gave up four home runs and four innings pitch. Four of his five hits that he allowed uh, were actually home runs by Josiah Gray. But if this wind is blowing in, um for uh at wrigley field and maybe that ball stays in the ballpark i think there is a little bit of value here on the washington nationals and you're going up against a left-handed pitcher for the washington nationals over the last um 14 days are actually number six against left-handed pitching in wrc plus and justin Steele, like i mentioned a left-handed pitcher and over the last seven days um uh washington goes up to number four against left-handed pitching so Maybe some value here a little bit on the Nationals. I know I'm kind of eating my words here uh, with uh, making fun of Malcolm, but I just don't – I can't justify a team that's actually doing well against left-handed pitching um, against, you know, Justin Steele and where the Nationals are, like I said, number four and number six respectively over the last week and two weeks where at plus plus 150 – sorry, underdog – um, there is some value there on Josiah Gray and the Nationals. So I, I, I'll dig a little more deeper into this game and see where the actually wind, if it is blowing in, um, because Josiah Gray is prone to giving up those home runs, Dylan. So I'm leaning with the Nationals here on the money line, a little bit of value at that plus 150 price. Um, all right, before we keep it moving here, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time. New customers who get one, who bet $100 Get a $100 free bet. So if you're betting baseball, and I know you are because you're listening to this podcast or watching the live stream on YouTube, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to best, best place to bet MLB. Try to say that five times in a row. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, Call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can get you can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and your betting activity. 
So to take advantage of this, just go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. That's oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, Dylan, let's keep the ball rolling here. Um, the next game on the board, 337 Eastern start, the Los Angeles Angels and the Oakland A's. I know we were talking offline that we uh, I didn't see a pitcher for the uh, uh, the Angels. I'm sorry, but I do see one. And it's going to be for the A's, uh, Paul Blackburn on the mound. Uh, no lines have been posted for this game either. So uh, I will let you take it from here, Dylan. I know you said you saw a potential starting pitcher for um, the Angels, and if you want to give out your projected lines as well. Yeah, so I saw Pablo Sandoval going for the Angels. Could be wrong. They always flip 10 minutes to game time. But as of right now, I do see Pablo Sandoval. I made the A's a minus 130 favorite Angels, plus 130 underdog. As for the total, I made it 7.1. Um. I do like the A's with Blackburn on the mound. I don't want to lay too much juice with the A's, depending on what the line opens up as. But like I said, I did make them a short favorite. You want to look at these home and road splits with Blackburn. For whatever reason, he's just not the same guy at home that he is on the road. As for the total, I think we'll see a lower scoring game. Four of the last five games between these two have had five runs or less in each game. So, Two teams just really scoring to consistently put runs on the board. So I don't want to back Sandoval. I would lean the A's, but you saw last night they put up a stinker at my lock. So I don't want to do that. So I'll go under, depending on what the number is. Yeah, this is the fourth start already this season for Paul Blackburn against the Angels. Uh, His last game in L.A., or his last two starts have been in L.A. Uh, Last game, they actually did win that game, but he gave up four earned runs to the uh, Los Angeles Angels in that game. Um, but it seems like, you know, he's familiar with this team. Um, and again, it, I, I, I steered clear of this because of what you just mentioned, right? The um, the home and road splits for Paul Blackburn. It's just absolutely crazy to see that he's 1-5 at home with an 8.31 ERA. And on the road this season, he's 5-1, I believe, 6-1 uh, with a 2.12 ERA. So for whatever reason... Uh, I'm going to say away from this game. I, I, I just can't get, again, I can't trust either one of these offenses to put up runs. And again, last night was a prime example where he got a stellar pitching uh, performance from the A's uh, pitching rotation there and their starting pitcher. But again, nothing uh, came of the uh, came outside of the offense for that team. So I'm going to stay away from this game for sure. All right, let's keep it moving here. Dylan, the next game on the board, a little more exciting, a little more fun. It's been the series of the early week. The New York Yankees in Seattle to take on the Mariners, 410 Eastern start. Nestor, nasty Nestor Cortez on the mound for the New York Yankees and Robbie Ray on the mound for the Seattle Mariners. Battles of the lefties here. Um, current lines are the New York Yankees are favored minus 130, plus 110 on the money line for the Seattle Mariners. Home puppies, as Dylan likes to say. Over under set at seven and a half with juice. Um, juice is not tilted either way. It's at minus 110 both ways. Run line. Minus one and a half, plus 134, the New York Yankees and Robbie Ray and the Mariners, plus one and a half, minus 150. Um, Mr. Cortez has been, you know, really solid for the Yankees so far this season. He's nine and three with a 2.57 ERA, 115 strikeouts. Over his last five games, he's been really good. He's two and oh with a one, 1.85 ERA, 24 and one thirds innings pitched 
in that span. He's only allowed five earned runs, 22 strikeouts. His last start was against the St. Louis Cardinals in St. Louis. He went five and a third in that uh, game, gave up two earned runs. Um, the walks have been a little bit of a concern for Nestor Cortez, but uh, other than that, he's been solid. Five and three this season on the road with a 2.97 ERA. I don't believe he has faced the Mariners um, this season or last. Uh, actually, he did have one start against them last season. Five innings, allowed two earned runs. Again, three walks in that game as well. Robbie Ray on the mound for the Seattle Mariners. Eight and eight on the season with a 3.96 ERA, 149 strikeouts at 44 walks. Um did struggle previous to previous to his last start. I'm not going to take that away from him because it was against the Houston Astros, who are one of the better offenses, if not up there in a top three, top five offense in the entire MLB, uh, where he did allow 10 earned runs to the Houston Astros. But he bounced back very nicely against the Angels in his last start, where he went seven, sh- uh, seven innings, only allowed one earned run and struck out 10 for the, um, for the uh, Mariners. The one spot he has gotten into trouble in is against the um, AL East teams where he is 0-3 with a 3.11 ERA. The one thing that really you know made the difference for me here, Dylan, was the uh, New York Yankees over the last 14 days against left-handed pitching in WRC Plus are number four behind the New York Mets, the Houston Astros, and the Philadelphia Phillies. Those are the top four teams. So um, I believe that, you know, we saw on Monday night that the Yankees offense started to get it going again. I think that they continue that against Robbie Ray. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna take the chalk here. Give me nasty Nestor Cortez on the mound against Robbie Ray, minus 130 with the Yankees. This is where this is where I start with my home puppies. I, I'm taking the Mariners <laughs> here. The line is just at the number for me. I got it at plus one twenty earlier in the day, so I think that's a good price we're getting with the Mariners. Robbie Ray, I, I think he has been really good this season at home. Besides that one bad start, I think a couple weeks ago against the Astros, I think he's been really solid. So. I don't know. I, I think he'll be able to limit this Yankee team who they have been struggling. They're what four and six in their last 10. So yeah. they, they did get their offense going last night. They scored nine runs. I mean, they did score nine against the Cardinals, but they got swept. So I don't know. I, I just, I, I just don't trust the Yankees right now, especially on the road. So I give me Robbie Ray and the Mariners. I'm going to take them. All right. Uh, let's keep it uh, moving here to the next game on the board. It's going to be the San Francisco Giants in San Diego against the Padres offense that has completely disappeared. 410 <laughs> Eastern start. Jacob Junis on the mound for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Sean Manaya, left-handed pitcher, going for the San Diego Padres. Looking at the lines for this game, uh, I am currently seeing the Padres are a minus 165 favorite. Plus 140 on the money line for the San Francisco Giants. Over-under set at 8.5. Reduced towards the under at minus 120. Run line minus 1.5. Plus 125 for the Padres. And plus 1.5. Minus 145 for the San Francisco Giants. Um, I'll I'll, um, I'll let you leave this one off, Dylan, because I did have some nuggets for this game. But go ahead. Yeah, real quick, just. Give me the give me the home pup. Oh no, no home puppy. But give me the dog here again. Moving off. No way the Padres should be this big of a favorite. They've lost <laughs> five in a row. Their last three and they've lost the last three meetings between these two teams and the Giants. So I also think the Giants have the pitching advantage with Jacob Junis on the mound. He has a 178 ERA on the road. 
And I think he he wants the Padres a little in this matchup since they were able to rough him up earlier in the year. So the Giants, they're, they're playing some decent baseball right now. And at this number, I think you'd be wise to take them. Like, I, I don't think you could take the Padres. Their offense is struggling right now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Giants here with this plus 140 price. Yeah, uh, Sean Manaya again, left-handed pitcher on the mound. Um, the San, uh, San Francisco Giants over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching are number nine in WRC plus uh, slugging. They are they, they haven't been you know hitting the ball very hard, uh, but again, I just can't trust this offense right now. As crazy as it may sound, with the yeah. Padres where they haven't been able to score runs, I think what's out twenty. Three innings, or I think it's even more than that, where um, the San Francisco, sorry, the San Diego Padres offense is struggling. It may snap out of it um, against the Giants on Tuesday night, possibly. But until I see this offense really turn it around, I, I just can't get behind them right now. Um, Sean Manaya has really been struggling against NL East or NL West teams. I'm sorry, uh, as well. He is three and three with a 5.23 ERA against the NL West teams and. Against the Giants this season, he has two starts against him. He's allowed six earned runs and 12 innings pitch with an ERA of 4.5. Um, so I agree with you. Let's go with the dog here, the Giants. As uh, Until I see this offense you know, break out, maybe they do on Tuesday night. Maybe my opinion changes at that point. But I just can't get behind uh, Sean Manai and the Padres right now, as crazy as it sounds. Do you know when Fernando Tatis Jr. is supposed to uh, come back for this team, uh, Dylan? Have you read anything? I have no idea. I, I just always feel like he's he's always hurt. So yeah, <laughs> I, I have no idea. But I do, I do think uh, Ca- uh, Captain Insano he took uh, he mentioned something in the chat that's really interesting. Padres currently on a twenty three inning scoreless streak. Yeah, twenty three innings. That's what I thought it was. And last night they didn't put up any runs. Obviously, now let's see what happens on Tuesday night for this Padres offense. But um, you know, before we get over to the next game, let me tell you guys about. Newest sponsor on SGPN, Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every type of game under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. It's free to enter, and some amazing prices will be announced very, very soon. Hop in to reserve your spot now. Get in over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Ross, we're brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for mine. They just passed 4 million users, and now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The main reason we're excited about over-under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's certainly fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile device, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. 
See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, let's keep the ball rolling here. Dylan, next game on the board. We're getting into the evening slate now, 7.05 Eastern start. Uh, it's going to be the Miami Marlins in Philly to take on those Phillies. Sandy Alcantara on the mound for the Miami Marlins and Noah Syndergaard on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. Looking at the opening lines for this game, I currently – actually, I do. Minus 130 favorites for the Philadelphia Phillies and uh, uh, underdog for the Miami Marlins with Sandy Alcantara, plus 110 on the money line. Over-under is set at 7.5. Choose towards the under at minus 120. Uh, run line minus 1.5, plus 160 for the Philadelphia Phillies and plus 1.5, minus 190 for the uh, Miami Marlins. Dylan, I will let you lead this one off, buddy. Uh, Sandy Alcantara and the Marlins visiting the Phillies. Yeah, not a home puppy, but I do like the dog again. I just don't think there's a way the books should be able to favor Noah Syndergaard this big of a favor against Alcantara, especially the way he pitched last game. The Nationals were able to rack off 11 hits off of him. So I don't know. I just don't think it's a good fit for Syndergaard. I, I like – I think Alcantara is the better pitcher. He's won his last four starts on the road. The two times he's pitched against the Phillies this year, they've all been one-run games. So I think the Fish get their revenge on the Phillies tomorrow. So, again, this is a spot where I'm going to attack the first five plus a half, and I'll also take the Marlins full game. Exact play I had. The first five run line for the Marlins. Um, again, he's he's probably the runaway favorite or probably is odds-on favorite right now to win NL Cy Young. Uh, on the road so far this year, he's 4-1 with a 1.98 ERA and against division opponents this season, 6-2 with a 1.92 ERA. Only allowed 19 earned runs in 89 innings pitched against NL East divisional opponents. His last matchup was against the Cincinnati Reds where he threw a complete game shutout. Only allowed six hits in that game. I'm a little sour about that because I did have the over strikeout props on that, but he only finished with three strikeouts in that game. But He's just having an incredible Cy Young year for the Miami yeah. Marlins. So I'm, I'm right there with you, Dylan. Give me the first five run line for the Miami Marlins in this game uh, against the Philadelphia Phillies. I, I agree with you. I don't see how the books are kind of favoring um, Noah Syndergaard here um, with, with the way that he's just been pitching. I know that they have been doing well but um, offensively. But again, when you have a guy like Alcantara coming on the, on the mound against you, I think that – uh, there is some value here with the home puppy with the um, Miami Marlins. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Atlanta Braves in Boston in Fenway Park to take on the Red Sox. 7-10 Eastern start. Kyle Wright on the mound for the – or yeah, Kyle Wright on the mound for the um, Braves, and Nick Bavetta is on the mound for the Boston Red Sox. I did skip one game. We'll go back to that in a second here. Uh, but uh, let's see the opening lines or for the lines for this game. Uh, the Braves are favored minus 145 on the money line, plus 125 on the money line for the Boston Red Sox over under set at nine and a half with juice towards the under minus one and a half plus 105 for the Atlanta Braves and plus one and a half minus 125 for the Boston Red Sox. Dylan, what do you got for this game, bud? Yeah, as much as it pains me, I do have to take the Braves here. I think Wright will have a bounce back star <laughs> after the Mets. They scorched him six runs off of him. I think it's the most he's allowed besides that other start earlier in the year against the Red Sox, surprisingly enough. But, yeah, I, I think he has a bounce-back start here. The Red Sox, they're, they're just not a good team at home. They're under 500, 4-6 in their last 10. 
But what this game really came down to for me, at least, is I just can't trust Nick Pavetta. I, which which Nick Pavetta are we going to get? Like he's just very inconsistent for my liking to, or to back him. So I got to back the Braves here on the road. I do think they're the better team. Yeah, Nick Pavetta. I mean, you he's been consistently bad both at home and on the road. Like yeah. if you look at the numbers and how like. It looks like they just copy and pasted it uh, from his home and road splits. He's four and four, both home and road. ERA at home is four point five two. On the road, it's four and zero. Oh. He started eleven games on the road, eleven games at home. Uh, on the road, he's pitched sixty one and two thirds innings. On the uh, at, on the road, sixty two innings. He's allowed exactly thirty one earned runs, both uh, on the home and the road. Um, so it, it's just crazy to see uh, that. He's just been bad all around. And again, he hasn't been very good over his last five starts either. 0 and 2 with an 8.10 ERA for the Boston Red Sox. And, you know, he's given up the runs. He's given up the long ball. He's allowed at least two home runs in three out of his last five starts. Um, so I, this is a guy that I just can't get, be, uh, get behind right now. Kyle Wright has had his struggles as well over the last five games, but they're actually winning games. He's getting the run support from the Atlanta Braves in those games, despite having a 4.13 ERA over those last five games. He did get hit by this Red Sox team earlier in a start this year where he gave up six earned runs to the Red Sox um, and four and two-thirds innings pitched on the road so far this year, four and three with a 3.49 ERA. Um, I just kind of like the first five over in this game. I think both these pitchers probably will give up some runs. That number probably comes out at five. Yeah, between the uh, Braves and the Red Sox here. So I will take the first five over in this game uh, between these two teams. But you're right. I I, um, I, I can't put my money behind uh, Nick Pavetta just because he's just been awful uh, recently. And again, inconsistencies or consistently inconsistent <laughs> on both sides uh, at home and on the road here. Real quick, Munaf, I, yeah. I, I didn't get to talk to you after you went to the game. How, how was the game at uh, Minute Maid Park against the It was Red good. Sox? It was a lot of fun. Um, it turned out to be a pitcher's duel um, uh, between, I think, who was pitching that night? Uh, it was Cutter Crawford and uh, Christian Javier. And I know the Astros put up Astros put up the one run early uh, in the first inning, but they put up donuts after that. Uh, and then Rafael Devers was really the difference in that game. He had the RBI double to tie it up, and then he had the go-ahead home run. I believe it was like the sixth inning where he where he put it over the fence in right field, and and that was pretty much the difference. I was very surprised to see that the Astros, so the Red Sox bullpen didn't blow that game up. There were opportunities for the uh, Astros to take advantage, but at the end, the Red Sox did pull it up. But it's a lot of fun. Um, it was Dollar Hot Dog Night as well, so I got like hey, whole, nice. Yeah, like a whole meal for like ten bucks. So it was it was really fun. Um, so I'm gonna try to get out some more games before the season ends. But yeah, you got to. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, let me go back to the game that I skipped over between uh, the Toronto Blue Jays and the Baltimore Orioles. 7.05 Eastern start. Jose Berrios on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays. And Dean Creamer is on the mound for the Baltimore Orioles. Um, the Baltimore Orioles are a plus 130 home underdog in this game. Uh, Blue Jays are favored minus 150 on the money line on the road here. Over-under set at 9 with juice towards the over at minus 120. Run line plus 1.5, minus 125 for the Orioles. And the Blue Jays run line minus 1.5, plus 105 for their run line. I'll start with Jose Berrios here. 8-4 um, and four on the season, 5.19 ERA over his last five games. He's 2-0 and oh, with a 4.40 ERA. We kind of take a look uh, deeper into the numbers, and we talk a lot about home and road splits with our pitchers. 
Jose Beers has got a guy that I don't trust on the road. Two and four with a 7.50 ERA so far this season. Um, his last start was against the Twins, against his former t- team, which was on the road. And he gave up five earned runs and three and two-thirds innings pitch. Prior to that last start in Minnesota, he had four straight starts, which were at home, where he did really well. But at home, or sorry, on the road, he's really given it up. And I'm just going to read off what he's kind of given up on the road since June started. He gave up. Uh, so he's faced he faced the Detroit Tigers, who only gave up one earned run. But we know they're not a very good offensive team. Against the Chicago White Sox, he gave up six earned runs in four innings. Against the Brewers in Milwaukee, eight earned runs in two and two-thirds innings. Uh, A's, not a good offense. He had a great outing there. So when it really comes to better offenses, I think Baltimore is one of those teams that can put up runs and hit home runs. We saw this last uh, on Monday night where they were able to tee off against uh, sorry Kikuchi. I think they're going to be in a similar situation here. Uh, with Jose Berrios. I do like the team total for the Baltimore Orioles in this game. And Dean Creamer, over his last five games, 2-2 two and two with a 4.68 ERA. He's been better at home for the uh, Baltimore Orioles, where he is, again, 2-2 two and two with a 3.41 ERA. Um, he does give up some runs as well, but I, my favorite play in this game, I'm going to fade Berrios on the road. Give me the uh, home puppy here. Give me the Baltimore Orioles plus 130. But my more favorite play is going to be the Baltimore Orioles run. Uh, sorry, the um, also like the run line at plus one and a half at minus one twenty five, but also their team total to go over against uh, Jose Beers on the on the road here. Maybe another stack possibility here for me, uh, Dylan. But what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, the dogs are barking, Moon off. Give me the Orioles money <laughs> line. Give me the Orioles first five plus and a half plus a half. Orioles plus one and a half. I actually made the Orioles a minus 105 favorite, Munoff. What okay. I'm about to say might shock people right now, but I think Dean Kramer's a better pitcher than Jose Barrios right now, especially when Barrios is on the road. Yeah, This, this line is just very confusing, but I, I'm going to trust my numbers. I, I think the Orioles might just have the Blue Jays' numbers. You, you hit it on the head what I was going to say. The, or, the Orioles get up to play these better teams. And I, I just think with one of their aces on the mound at home, I think the birds win. So I'm going to take the first five plus a half. I'll take all the which ways like you did plus one and a half. And I'll also take them on the money line plus plus one thirty. Yeah, I like it, man. I, th- I think this is a good uh, spot for the Orioles again, uh, going up against the, uh, the blue Jays. I think we do. And I think Insano in the chat agrees with us that we do see runs being scored, but yeah. I'm going to favor the Orioles side uh, in this one uh, with the team totals in this game. First five, also full game as well. Uh, next game on the board, it's going to be the Cleveland Guardians in Detroit to take on the Tigers. 7-10 Eastern start. Aaron Savali uh, returns for the Guardians. Drew Hutchinson on the mound for the uh, Detroit Tigers. Uh, looking at the opening lines for this game, uh, Guardians are a heavy road favorite here. Minus 170 on the money line. Uh, and the Detroit Tigers are a plus 145 home underdog. over under set at 8. Uh, run line minus one and a half, minus 115 for the Cleveland Guardians, and plus one and a half, minus 105 for the uh, Detroit Tigers. Um, why don't you leave this one off here, Dylan? Because I there is something interesting that I did find here for uh, Aaron Savali against the Tigers. Yeah, it, this one was a tough game to choose a side, but I'll, I'll attack the total. I like the over. I made my line 8.4, so add an 8. I'm going to go over here. We also have five-mile-an-hour winds blowing out of left field. And Aaron Savali, he is coming back from the uh, IEL tomorrow. And 
I usually like to fade guys in their returns. I'm actually going to fade both pitchers here. Hutchinson gives up a lot of hard contact as well. And this Guardian team can hit. They're eighth in the league in batting average. So going to fade both pitchers here. I expect both pitchers to give up some uh, runs. So at eight, I like the over eight and a half. I would lean on you. Yeah, uh, Drew Hutchinson, like you mentioned, he's only 1-5 on the season with a 4.37 ERA. Uh, at home this year, he's 1-4 with a 4.60 ERA. He did face the uh, Cleveland Guardians twice this season in two starts. He's um, allowed five earned runs and 10 innings pitch. I dug a little deeper on Aaron Savali against the Tigers, and this dates back to 2019. So in 2019, he had three starts against them. He had one in 2020. He had two last season, sorry, three last season. And he had one start earlier this year against the um, Detroit Tigers. That's eight appearances against the Detroit Tigers. Aaron Savali is 7-0 and with a 1.94 ERA against the Detroit Tigers. So, you know, with that information, I am going to I, – I, I like you just said that this Guardians team can hit. I don't trust Hutchinson at home. Give me the Cleveland Guardians on the run line here. I really like the history that Savali has here, minus one and a half. These are games that they have to win, Dylan, because, again, there's yeah. there's three teams that are battling for that AL Central division title right now between the Twins, the Guardians, and the White Sox. So you have to beat up on on the on the, on the the sorry team in the AL Central, for a lack of a better word. Sorry, Noah. Yeah, sorry, Noah. It's just what it, it is what it is. But – Again, Aaron Savali, when you have a seven and zero record against a team like this, and, and it's it's he's had consistent starts against them over the past four three seasons. So he's had one this season. He had three last season, and I know he's coming back from an injury. But I think that just having that success against a team like this, who's not doing a very good job hitting hitting as well, I'm gonna go with the Guardians minus one and a half um, on the run line here against the Detroit Tigers. All right, uh, next game on the board, it's going to be the Texas Rangers in Houston to take on the Astros' 8-10 Eastern start. Glenn Otto on the mound for the Texas Rangers and Justin Verlander on the mound for the Houston Astros. Looking at the opening line for this game, the Houston Astros are a north of a $3 favorite, minus 315 on the money line for the Houston Astros. Plus 260 on the money line for the Texas Rangers. Over under set at seven and a half. Uh, run line minus one and a half, minus 140 for the Houston Astros, and plus one and a half, plus 120 for the uh, Texas Rangers. I'll start with Verlander. There's not much to say. He's going to be the Cy Young winner uh, in the American League. In my eyes, he is the odds on favorite. I mean, last five games, he's 5 0 with a 0.83 ERA. He's faced the Rangers twice this season. He's 2 and 0 with them with 2 and 0 against them with a 0.69 ERA, 13 innings pitch, only allowed one earned run against the Rangers at home this season, 7 and 1 with a 1.93 ERA. I mean there's not much more to say about it. Um against the Rangers as a pitcher for the Astros, I'll filter that down and see what it looks like. Uh he's 10 and 2 with a 1.99 ERA. Against the Texas Rangers, he's won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight starts against the Rangers, uh, going back to 2019 as a pitcher for the Houston Astros. Um, obviously, you don't want to lay the three dollar price, a uh, three dollar favorite price here. Maybe if your book does offer that minus two and a half price uh, for uh, this game, I would probably look at it that way. But now, Glenn Otto has been pretty good as well for the Texas Rangers. Uh, he is 4-8 and eight on the season with a 5.31 ERA. Last five games, 
Uh, I take that back. He hasn't been very good. 0-3 with a 5.40 ERA on the road. 2-4 with a 4.02 ERA. Has been respectable against the Astros this season in two starts. He's 0-1 with a 3.48 ERA. But, again, when I have Justin Verlander on the mound, uh, these are games that the Astros are, are just going to win. Uh, I would look at either an under in this game at 7.5 or a Rangers team total under. Um but, you know, again, the va- there's not much value there on a $3 favorite here, uh, Dylan. But, you know, give me – I'll probably look at a minus 2.5, maybe put like a quarter of a unit on the Astros with Verlander. But what do you got for this game? Yeah, I'm going to go back to the total in this game. Got to get – like you said, got to get value any way we can. I might look like a genius or I might look like a total fool, but I'm actually going to take a shot and go over seven and a half in this one. Mm, okay. I know Verlander's on the mound, and you're right. They should just give him the award right now. He's going to win AL uh, Cy Young. And it is usually smart to take an under when he's on the mound, but I think the Astros are going to be able to get to Glenn Otto. Uh, he's allowed two or more runs in five straight games, while the Rangers, they even though they've been losing, they've been able to put up some runs as well in their last five games. So, I think both pitchers will give up a few runs, and for few with Verlander, I mean like two. Uh, we can get over this number. So at plus one hundred five, I was able to get. I like the over seven and a half. I made my total eight point one. All right. Uh, next game on the board, it's going to be. Let me pull the schedule back up. Three games left on the schedule here, Dylan. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals in uh, Colorado to take on the Rockies. Eight forty Eastern start. It's going to be Jose Quintana, left-handed pitcher on the mound for the Cardinals, and Kyle Freeland, left-handed pitcher, I believe, also for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I am currently seeing the Cardinals are a minus-155 favorite, plus-135 on the money line for the Colorado Rockies. Over-under set at 11.5 with juice towards the under at minus-120. Run line, minus-1.5, minus-105 for the Cardinals, plus-1.5, minus-115 for the um Colorado Rockies. I know early on in the season, we were talking a lot about um, the Rockies doing well against left-handed pitching. And I, and I looked, I went back and looked at this because I saw lefty on the mound, but over the last two weeks, the Colorado Rockies are all the way down to number 27 against left-handed pitching in WRC plus. Um, and also slugging, they are at 21 over the last two weeks, but um, that's something I did want to point out here. And then the St. Louis Cardinals against the left-handed pitching as well. They're kind of middle of the pack at number 15. Uh, OPS, they are, let's see here, number 12. And slugging, they are Cardinals. Where are you on this list? Number 23. So, um, Dylan, why don't you give your handicap here, and then I'll give mine. Yeah, so the Cardinals, they're on fire right now. Uh, yeah. at, at this at this number, I was able to get a minus 140. I still see minus 146, 147s. I think that's a very generous gift they're giving us. They're 9-1 in their last 10. They just swept the Yankees. Uh, I think things are turning around for them. They're getting hot at the right time. I can't say the same for the Rockies, though. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They're really struggling. Quintana, he had a nice first outing, too, with the Cardinals against the Cubs last week. Now he's getting the Rockies, who he didn't have success with against the Pirates, but now he has a much better team behind him. I think this time out will be much different for him against the Rockies. So I trust him. I think that he has the pitching advantage against Freeland as well. I think Cardinals are just a much better team. So give me the Cardinals at this money line price. I mean, like you mentioned, like this team is just on fire right now. And, you know, I don't trust Kyle Freeland, especially at home. He has 4-3, and three, but the ERA is at 5.55. 
for Kyle Freeland. And I think Jose Quintana, you know, he'll be able to contain the bats here for the Colorado Rockies. Um, I know he had a bad outing, like you mentioned, against them, but, you know, they just haven't been hitting the ball well against lefties over the last two weeks, have the Colorado Rockies. So I'm there with you. Give me the Cardinals. Give me the probably the Cardinals team total in this game as well. I think they can put up some runs in this series against the Rockies, um, you know, early on in the week here. Uh, next game on the board, two games left on the schedule. Uh, let's go with the Pittsburgh Pirates in Arizona to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. 940 Eastern start. Mitch Keller is on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Madison Bumgarner on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Looking at the opening lines for this game, I am currently seeing the Arizona Diamondbacks are a minus 190 favorite, plus 160 on the money line for the Pittsburgh Pirates, minus 1.5, plus 110 on the money line. Uh, for sorry for the run line for the Arizona Diamondbacks and plus one and a half minus 130 on the run line for the Pittsburgh Pirates over under set at eight here um I'll leave this one off there's something I talked about with Noah yesterday Dylan uh that the Pittsburgh Pirates have just not been doing very well against left-handed pitching I think last night was an example uh of, of that and over the weekend we or over the past couple of uh, weeks we've seen that as well and looking at the wrc plus numbers for the pittsburgh pirates against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks they are at number 19 but the one thing that really sticks out to me is their strikeout percentage is number one in the league at 32 percent against left-handed pitching um slugging for the pittsburgh pirates is it is middle of the pack so it just seems like they're either trying to hit the long bomb or they're striking out a lot against left-handed pitching Mitch Keller, let me start with Matt, or let me start with Madison Bumgarner here. He is six and ten on the season. ERA is at three point nine six over the last five games, two and two with a four point five five ERA. But Bumgarner has been really good at home. He is five and three with a three point three one ERA, and over his career against the Pirates, and let me filter this down to since uh, twenty twenty. Um, he is 0-1 with a 4.09 ERA, and that was two starts last season against the Pirates. He did have one home start against the Pirates last season where he went five innings and only allowed one earned run. But, um, you know, not much really stuck out to me there. Mitch Keller, he has been good on the season, or at least over his last five games for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. 1-2 with a 1.74 ERA. Over his last two games, he's gone 12 innings and only allowed two earned runs to the opposition. And they were against pretty good offenses as of late, as we can say. It was against the Phillies on uh, July 30th. And then um, last week on Friday, he only allowed one earned run to the Baltimore Orioles. Unfortunately, in his last two starts, the Pittsburgh Pirates have combined for one run in those two games, which kind of just tells me I like the under in this game. I just don't trust the offense or the Pirates here right now. They're striking out a lot, like I mentioned, against left-handed pitching. Um, and again, both of these pitchers, especially with Bumgarner at home, he, where he does really well. And Mitch Keller, he's in good form right now, but I just don't feel like the run support is going to be there for him either. So, you know, we saw a 3-0 game last night where the Diamondbacks got the victory on Monday night against the Pirates. I think that's going to be a theme this week uh, between these two teams. So I like the under eight in this game. Uh, but I, I can't lay a minus 190 price against or with Madison Bumgarner on the mound, Dylan. I agree. This game was a stay away for me, but for the show, I would lean with the D-backs. Maybe you want to put them in your money line parlay, and I also lean under as well. These two teams, they're just not playing good baseball right now, both of them. Uh, the D-backs, they have won two in a row, so maybe things are picking up for them a little, but the D-backs at home are usually an under team, which is a good bet. They're 23-34 and 34 toward the under at home this season. 
with Bumgarner on the bump, he's he's much better at home. I, I trust he'll be able to limit the Padres' bats. So lean under, and I also lean Diamondbacks. All right. Uh, last game on the board. Uh, it'll probably be a quick one because we don't have a starting pitcher listed for the um, the L.A. Dodgers. Maybe a bullpen game or a call-up game for them, but it's uh, Sonny Gray on the mound. Um for the Minnesota Twins. No lines up, obviously, either because we just don't have a pitcher. But I really didn't have much for this game without a pitcher for the uh, Dodgers here. Dylan, did you have anything that you wanted to add? No, I, I just don't know the pitcher of uh, the Dodgers. You do, for the win, for the weather update, you do have seven-mile-an-hour winds blowing out of center field. It's going to be a nice 85-degree night in L.A. Um, but, I mean, you just got to think the Dodgers are going to open up a favorite, right? With Sonny Gray on yeah. the mound, maybe yeah. like minus 150, minus 160 around there, I would say. But, uh, yeah, I probably would back the Dodgers, maybe put them in your money line parlay. Uh, but you did miss a game, uh, Munoff, did the I? White Sox and Royals. Uh, that, let's go back to that game then. Uh, I feel like I missed one because – let me see which one. Yeah, okay, let's go back to that game. So, I'm sorry. So, yeah, Chicago White Sox at Kansas City, 8-10 Eastern start. Johnny Cueto on the mound for the Chicago White Sox and Chris Bubich on the mound for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Johnny Cueto has been pretty good yeah. uh, for the Chicago White Sox. The record's not there. It is at 4-5 and five with the ERA 2.91 for Johnny Cueto. Over his last five games, 2-1 and one with a 2.25 ERA. Did have one start earlier this year against the Kansas City Royals. Six shutout innings where he only allowed two hits to the Kansas City Royals on the road so far this year. 3-2 and two with a 2.00 ERA. So across the board, he's been absolutely fantastic for the um, uh, Chicago White Sox. Chris Bubich, on the other hand... Um, not a guy I can trust. Two and six with a 5.27 ERA. He has been really good over his last five games. I'll give him credit for that. He is one and zero with a 2.84 ERA, but at home is where he really gets into trouble. One and four with a 5.86 ERA, and against NL Central teams, uh, division opponents, 6.46 ERA for uh, for Chris Bubik there. Um, he, historically, he has been good against the White Sox, but again, he hasn't gotten the run support in those games for um for his team or from his team i should say he's 0-3 but the era at 2.91 against uh the chicago white Sox, and i didn't see a line for this game either dylan so if you want to give your handicap or if you want to give the lines that you have for this game and then also if you have a handicap for this game as well yeah so i see lines right now uh chicago white Sox minus 136 favorite uh, Kansas City Royals plus one fifty five underdog over under is at eight and a half minus one and a half plus one eighteen for the South Side plus one and a half is minus one ten for the Royals. For me, I, I like that plus money. I'm going to go under eight and a half. Back to the totals for me. Give me the under eight and a half here, and I think at even money, I think it's great. So I do shop around to see if you could get a better number, but. I set my total at 7.4, so this was a major underplay for me. We have six-mile-an-hour winds blowing out of center field as well, as well as the White Sox going under this number four of their last five games. They're winning, but they're not scoring a lot of runs. I think Johnny Cueto, he's really been on fire. Like you said, the record doesn't indicate that, but his ERA does, and I think he'll really be able to limit this Royal team. I just hope that Bubich doesn't get lit up, because if he gets lit up, I think we're in trouble here, so... 
Uh, hopefully we get it. We get out of here with a nice four, one victory for the South side, but I'm going to go under eight and a half here. Yeah. I'll probably go first five, uh, on the yeah. Chicago white Sox here with Johnny Cueto. I mean, I, I think that, you know, last season we talked a lot about how the Chicago white Sox have been great against left-handed pitching, but they just haven't had that success against, uh, against Bubich for whatever reason. But, uh, I think I trust Cueto more here than Chris Bubich on the mound for the uh, again. And like I talked about with the Guardians, uh, Chicago White Sox are right in that mix for that uh, AL Central division. So you know these are the times where you're going to have to pick up the victories against the lesser teams of the AL Central. And the Royals and the Tigers are down there in the AL Central, um, uh, unfortunately, in this division. But yeah, that was the last game. Uh, sorry for missing that game between uh, the White Sox and the Royals. But before we get into our lock and dog for the Wednesday games, uh, let me tell you guys about IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why. We at SGPN use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use, and all you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated. 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% in savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. All right, Dylan, let's close out the episode strong with our lock and dog for the Wednesday schedule. I will let you lead this one off, my man. What do you got as your lock and dog for the Wednesday games? Yeah, so for my lock, I was going to go with the Mets on the uh, run line, but that's all the way up to a minus 150. I'm not going to give that out. I, I like the – at this price, I, I got to go with the hottest team right now. I got to take the Cardinals on the money line here. 9-1, and one, their last 10. Uh, the Rockies, they're just struggling right now. Three and seven in their last ten. And I think Quatana, he's really going to get revenge against the Rockies. So I'm going to take the Cardinals as my lock. I gave a lot of dogs today, um, a lot of plus money. So be careful. Put a half a unit or a quarter of a unit. But I really like the Orioles here. I'm going to be all over them tomorrow. I like the first five plus a half. I like the full game money line. I like them on the run line plus one and a half. I think Dean Kramer's better than um, – Jose Barrios, I think he's overrated right now. And I think you you hit the nail on the head. I just think the Orioles get up for these big games, especially in division. At home, they're very tough to play. They have a great bullpen. Give me the Orioles here. All right. So lock for Dylan Cardinals money line against the Rockies. And then this dog is going to be the Baltimore Orioles plus 130 is what I'm currently seeing against the Toronto Blue Jays. Dean Creamer on the mound, and we're fading the hell out of Jose Barrios. Um, on the road, especially. All right. Um, for my 
dog. Let me start with my dog here. Um, it's pretty simple for me. We talked about this game and why this guy should not be an underdog, and that's uh, Sandy Alcantara and the Miami Marlins. I'm going to go with the first five there. I I just don't know if, if he's going to be able to go a full seven or eight innings again because he is coming off a game where he did go nine innings. But in no way in shape or form should Noah Syndergaard be, be favored, uh, especially the way that he's been giving up runs. So I'm going to go with the first five innings money line for the Miami Marlins with Sandy Alcantara on the mound. Um, again, I mentioned the numbers for him. He, he is going to be the runaway Cy Young um, for the National League, and he's just having an incredible year for the uh, Miami Marlins. So I'm going to take him on the first five innings money line. Hopefully that number is still at a plus 110 price on the first five uh, for the uh, Miami Marlins. Um, for my lock, there's a couple of ones that I do like here. Um, let's see. There's a total that I like. Um, yeah, let's just give that one out. I don't trust these two offenses. Give me the under in the Rays and the Brewers game between Jeffrey Springs and the uh, Brandon Woodruff on the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, these two offenses are struggling mightily. I think this is going to turn into a pitcher's duel. Um, I, I just don't trust, again, like I said, both of these offenses. Brandon Woodruff has been really good so far this year for the Brewers. Jeffrey Springs, left-handed pitcher on the mound uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, I just think that we'll see runs at a premium. Maybe we're looking at a 4 2 5 two type of final here. Uh, I think the Brewers do win the game, but I do like the total more in this game of under seven and a half between these two teams. All right. So that's going to do it for the MLB gambling podcast episode for the Wednesday games here. Uh, Dylan, do you have anything else you want to get off your chest, my man, before we get out of here? No, just uh, got five games to get to tonight. Got some work to do. Like, like uh, Munaf said, we got the NFL gambling podcast coming out tomorrow. So, Lots to look forward to, and we're just getting started. Yeah, me and Dylan will be doing the first official episode of the NFL Gambling Podcast. Uh, tomorrow we'll be doing division previews with all the uh, hosts throughout the month of August, and then we the NFL Gambling Podcast is here um, outside of what the mothership does on SGP with Sean and Ryan. A lot of great contributors uh, will be here and covering everything uh, for the NFL Gambling Podcast. Uh, so me and Dylan will kick that off tomorrow uh, with a division preview of the AFC South. But we still have baseball. Again, like I said, we'll be here all season long uh, till the end of the World Series. Hopefully uh, Mets uh, get it done for Dylan and they get it done for my uh, pocket as well. Um, but a uh, long way to go here, but they look like they're in good shape. Consig uh, messaged me this morning um, about the video that he put up uh yeah. on his twitter he messaged the people and i i said hey i'm holding a 21 to 1 ticket on the mets and he said hey they are absolutely live to win it oh, uh, yeah. to win the world series so uh hopefully they get it done but long way to go here dylan moon off if the mets do win you got to make a trip to new york with the family for the oh parade. yeah you i gotta I, celebrate Oh, yeah, especially that ticket that I'm holding, I, I, I may just have to. Uh, if they win it, I'm going to send you out some. I know you'll buy the championship gear, but I'm going to find oh, you something yeah. different as far as championship gear. That's good. Uh, we'll they, celebrate. They get you something out there. We'll celebrate the Mets. All right, Dylan, that's going to do it. Uh, like I said, we'll be back here uh, tomorrow as usual for the MLB Gambling Podcast. So look out for it then. Good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>